Welcome to part two of our chat with Elise, Beavis and Sam Street from New Zealand. Last week, we touched on all their youth sailing and a little bit of what it meant to be the male and female champion of the International Wasp Games. In this episode, we look to the future and all the exciting projects that are on the horizon for these two outstanding young sailors. I guess um, we've got the we've sort of gone through the the past. We we touched on the on the Wasp Games and and things like that. I guess uh, what's next, Sam? I'll, I'll I'll go to you first, mate. If you've got a few uh, few things on the horizon, um, you know, sailing based. At least you've probably got some sailing based stuff, but also some uh, some in the office stuff that's that's going on. But Sam, uh, you know what what's going on with your sailing, mate? I know you you're doing a lot of everything. Um, but yeah, talk us through that. Yeah, so it's it's exciting coming up um, this next year. Uh, obviously, I've I've been doing a bit of match racing stuff, but I age out of the youth for that. So I'm I'm probably going to put that um, on hold for a little bit. Um, but also, I'm doing the 470. Um, so my skipper Brittany and I were looking to go over to Australia and then do a couple of the European regattas next year, just to build on that. It's um, very much a learning thing for us at the moment um then yeah just building on from the wasp stuff uh me oh we've created a team in zeta racing um to take on the youth foiling gold cup yeah noticed um, that uh that went live about a week ago mate there was a bit of a photo yeah. shoot going on bit of, bit of zoolander happening so yeah but a bit of top gun uh walking the camera action but yeah, no, it, was, it. it was great so uh yeah there's uh nick Ignat Johnson, Serena Woodall, uh, Andre Van Dam, and Alex Mitchell Barker, and myself, um, all part of the team. And yeah, our, our goals um, are bigger than just the team. You know, we want to, I think, especially coming from New Zealand, it's it's quite a, a gap between um, the youth to professional um, sailing, and especially having a circuit like the 69F circuit going on. It's a pretty cool opportunity. Um, and uh, for us as a team, it's a, a pathway potentially for the Youth America's Cup. Um, so just looking to board, uh, build towards uh, possibly an opportunity to that. Um, That's in, it's interesting, yeah. mate. Like, the, you know, we, we spoke to Ross uh, last week and, you know, obviously he's tied up with the Athena pathway stuff and um, there's, there's quite, a few, quite a bit of action happening in America. There's a fair bit happening in the Netherlands with Dutch Sail. Um, you know, we we're talking about just the the amount of sailors that are, I guess, looking to compete in this next youth uh, America's Cup, and probably the, the percentage of you know wasp sailors or people that have had uh, had contact with a wasp that are going to be sailing in that. Uh, it's probably like seventy percent of the sailors um, that are coming through. They've had had a touch point with it, which is which is quite cool considering the class is only five years old. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I, I spoke to a lot of the guys when I was over there. Um, like, the opportunities I've had on the on these boats. Um, and just, it's something we don't have in New Zealand, just or, and possibly Australia as well, just because mm. we're so far away. Um, so just being over there and being a part of the action, I think if we want to progress, that's what we kind of have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, like, on that as well, like, do you... Th- I mean, it must be pretty cool. Like, I, I'm, I'm quite jealous, I suppose, you know, uh, being being your age, but having 
all these mates all over the world and and things like that and bouncing around these regattas and you know the community that's involved I obviously didn't wasn't able to get to the wasp games but you could see that you guys had a really tight community of, of mates from from all over the world and um you know I I think it's something that you might look back on and and go yeah that was a pretty cool time in my life uh you know doing all of this stuff so is that something that keeps you wanting to do it as as well just in terms of the community and the people around it yeah yeah just first we missed we missed you at the uh the game yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you did so <laughs> i think Winsbar um, did as well <laughs> yeah no it's it's great like having all those mates um like jack fergus from australia i've been sailing with him in 420s and um just having all those guys you know going over there got Jaime, my spanish mate um like we had a airbnb all together so it was, yeah, nice. you know, we organized it and um cruised along together but yeah and just meeting new people like um ross and hattie and the guys like that i've seen them all on instagram and you know i've actually we've, we've talked and stuff um but just there meeting them in person it, it's it's pretty cool and just making those connections and yeah. you know making friends for life yeah yeah that, that's awesome yeah and like, i was parked up next to jack and jazz um zach and jazz and the from the uk and Garda, and now they're down here for the summer and i think sam and i've both been working on finding them boats to do nationals in and stuff so yeah making those connections yeah that's awesome yeah yeah that's i mean that's... Are, they, are they gonna do it are they in yeah, and I've heard today apparently there's a Japanese kid here looking for a boat, so it's shaping oh, up nice. to be an international it's event. All, it's all happening yeah. down there. So, what about the what about the eighteen, Sam? I saw a bit of bit of footage, mate. You you're out there in a bit of a blow, and and Zacho actually had a sail with you and things like that. So, yeah, for some reason we only ever go out on the eighteen when it's blowing like thirty knots. <laughs> like we've never we haven't been out on the one rig uh, and just a yeah a nice little puff, but. No, it was good actually. Um, had Zach up on the bow there and uh, yeah, charging some, uh, yelling some orders at him to drop the cut. But no, it was and what's great. the it's what's a... the go? What's the go there? Obviously, you know, there's um, like you know, Graham Cately's sort of backing a bit of bit of this stuff. The the NZ fleet, like what we just spoke about with the COVID um, situation, uh, you know, sort of dropped away, and uh, you know, New Zealand was really a dominant force. Um, the Yamaha boys were were dominating. And this is probably a bit of an Australian New Zealand chat in terms of the um the eighteens, but um, you know, it's a pretty big deal uh down here between the two countries and things like that. Are you gonna are you gonna head to the JJs or or do anything like that? Yeah, well that's probably not in the near well, not in the next year, but it's definitely a it's a goal or bucket list thing for me to do. Um obviously I'm pretty new to the class. Um but yeah it's this We've got a couple of young, there's a couple of young teams now, um, and we we go out every Sunday or every second Sunday. Um, but it's such a it's a unique boat in that it's got three people trapezing on board. Um, but it's it's similar in the respect that it's like the Wasp, where it's that social, very competitive but social fun class. Um, yeah. and I think that is. It's really a drawing card, well, especially for me. Um, it's the type of sailing I really like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like just in Australia, a lot of the a lot of the best sailors have, um, you know, I guess come through 
uh, the skiff culture with the 16s um, and then into the into the 18s and and things like that and they've sort of gone off through the 18s and back a little bit and a lot of the a lot of the guys that are on the um, on you know professional circuits and that and have, have spent time um, in it it's it's an interesting beast mate I mean it's just it's it's funny it's a traditional there's, there's like all this new stuff and then there's the traditional element of it I mean you they've only just gone to you know, racing two races a day, uh, you know, racing around fixed marks on Sydney Harbour, you know, and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. So yeah, I hope, hope you can get over mate and do it. Cause it's a, it's a pretty cool week, um, you know, in Sydney when they, when they do that. And um, Elise, there's plenty going on in your world. Um, you know, obviously you've, uh, you've, you've got two cups in the bag, mate. And uh, there's, you're, you're searching for another one. Um, it's been an interesting build up uh you know with the cup sort of being in barcelona and uh you know teams coming online and and teams now getting on the water and things like that yeah so i came back to the team pretty quickly after last cup and uh something that team new zealand did differently this time was to kind of keep design team people and also shoreside sort of employed and going with the team as opposed to risking losing people to other teams was sort of some additional projects were created and also some external projects were brought into the team. So the land yacht and the hydrogen chase, they were projects both on the design and the boat building side in terms of keeping people going, also bringing in new apprentice boat builders and whatnot. And then also there's various other external consultant work, uh, some electric ferries and a few other projects that came in that um, I was involved in and then yeah I was through into sort of version two of the class rule and uh, a few changes with that boats are quite a bit lighter um, wider span foils so as we saw with when the wasp foils got bigger you can take off on less breeze when the span gets bigger so that's going to really improve the downrange uh, yep. performance and also improve the induced drag so not really at any cost to the uprange performance yeah, nice. And then, um, yeah, with the AC40s, which, mm. you know, Sam's talking about, you know, the youth AC being a aspiration is, it's a really cool boat that's, again, being designed at Team New Zealand. Uh, they're being built at McConaughey, so same places where the wasps are built. Yep. Yep. And so a bit busy up there turning out yeah. boats. So, uh, yeah, that was all designed in-house. And then we've got, the first one and then the third one sitting in the waters of Auck off Auckland waiting uh, to get into the port. Ineos has their first boat and essentially those AC40s go out to cut teams in order of entry and then after that there's an opportunity for youth or women's teams to buy a boat there next in line off the production line. Now you, uh, are you making a move over to Europe um, anytime soon? Is that penciled in now or yeah, so I don't have any sort of exact dates. Uh, the team will still be sort of predominantly based in New Zealand as much as possible. We've got a lot of good relationships with machine shops and everything here. So it's, I guess, a lot easier for us to get stuff built and uh, roll through everything. And it's easier uh, for the people with families and stuff to be based here more. And But yeah, it sounds like for a couple of months, Next year, I'll be going up to Europe, then maybe more five, six months in 2024. So yeah. the development of the um, 
the youth AC and the the women's AC. Uh, you know, obviously it didn't, didn't get off the ground uh, for the last America's cup for, for a number of reasons. Um, but just the expansion of, of that. And then, you know, obviously there's the sale GP stuff that we're doing that, that Sam's been a part of with the inspire program in, in Sydney. Uh, and then obviously you've got that down in Christchurch as well. Uh, that's, that's going to happen. Just these opportunities that are, that are coming along and, um, and talk us through, how they're breaking down the barriers, I guess, for the youth and the women um, sailors in the, in the sport and, you know, a, a, around cost and, and all of this sort of thing and be, being a little bit more accessible, I suppose, mm-hmm. to get on a pathway and, and, and go through, not just as a sailor, but, but just as part of that team environment, as Sam was sort of saying. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, with that last Youth America's Cup being cancelled with uh, teams not being able to get into the country, really, um, that had mandated even two boys, two girls on a boat. And so there's a whole lot of, I guess, sailors who or female sailors who would have qualified for that then who and have now missed out. So I think it's really awesome for them that they've got this opportunity to um, sort of have a second chance at that with the Women's America's Cup and also for all the females older than that who um, sort of haven't had the opportunity because it's a huge step from um, like a wasp or even a moth, which is, you know, 50% faster or so onto an America's cup or a um, F50. Like that's, it's a huge difference in speed. Um, and yeah, there's nothing really that can, yeah, so, there's nothing yeah, really there's, that can go. Yeah. Okay. I can step off that. It's the same with the F50. Obviously it's not mm-hmm. like you can't replicate it really can no, you no yeah. and like say the 69 if it's still all these ropes and mm. it's way more down towards that dinghy side than um sailing a boat where you're pressing buttons you're not feeling a load in the sheet you're just saying oh button or toggle i want to trim on i want to ease um you're looking at a screen with loads on it and trimming to that rather than feeling all the sheets a bit light or i need to pull it in or something so having the ac40 which yeah one design so that takes away that whole design cost side of things with anything being open um it's really making an awesome platform and the real goal is that the ac40 will continue to exist as a class in its own right so yeah the cup teams and the youth women's teams and then after that it'll be sort of owner driver type people who can yeah. get in line to order a which is which is massive for the america's cup as a sports property really to to be able to have i guess a series that's that's underpinning it that's got a bit more continuity a, about it um yeah. and things like that and and also i guess with that lower cost of entry we're we're seeing more teams from more places get involved with that i mean you, you've got dutch sale which is a which is just a pure youth and women's AC, there's definitely talk in Barcelona of a team coming out of there. Canada, um, you know, there's this word that um, that there's one coming out of Canada as well. And Sam, I know you actually did some some coaching over in, uh, in Canada as well. I might touch on that in a sec as well. But just lowering that cost, being able to get more teams involved and, and things like that, it, it, I mean, it's got to be a priority really. Yeah. yeah. And I think looking ahead, you know, for our sponsors, it's a big ask to put in your 100 million kilo yeah. so to put together a cup campaign whereas if you can go look we'll just pay I don't actually know exactly what it is but orders magnitude less 
to do a youth or women's or both teams and sort of train up some sailors um, if the budget allows actually buy your own AC40 also have a few shore crew people employed also to help maintain it then you've got that basis if they can prove themselves on the youth and women's stage then that's really going to help to then draw in more funding or for these investors to go further and uh, for AC38 to then actually put a cup team together. Yep. And do you think do you think this is the key to sort of unlocking all of that female participation that we, I mean, people talk about in sport all the time. We talk about it at WASP mm-hmm. and it's always a hard thing to try and actually yeah. get those people in. Is, is this the answer or have we got more to do? Um, I think it's pretty good. So like when I look at some of, you know, the sailors on our cut boats. So, for example, you've got Andy Maloney and Josh Jr. did youth AC in San Fran and um, they came on as cyclores, so or grinders and cyclores with um, the cup in Bermuda. And as sort of bigger guys, they could come in that more powerhouse role and then over time prove themselves on the sailing side too and transition into more sailor-sailor roles than um, purely being the best, some of the best athletes in the world. So... With the AC40, it's all no one moves around the boat, and there's uh, weights that crew need to be under. But then there's just going to be a ballast position under seats to ballast up to weight. So, with a and it's the same if you're a small guy and getting on as a powerhouse, just you're not born with that physique. With the AC40, it really takes away that physical aspect. Um, yeah, nice. So that's I mean that's pretty pretty cool. I guess the the level playing field side of it with the, with the men and the women, you know, being able to race, whether it's together, whether it's separately, but you know, at least on the same, same sort of platform. And, you know, we've, we've been huge on it with Wasp really is about, you know, trying to create the platform as, as level as we possibly can. So both men and women can, can compete and boys and girls can compete on the same platform um, against each other. Uh, you know, is, is that seen as something that's that's really important um, for the girls coming up? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, we talked right back at the start about how sort of seeing more girls getting the wasps here and I'm pretty sure at least a couple of those are eyeing up the Women's America's Cup or the youth and women's because they are a bit younger, um, yep. which, I mean, that in itself, if you're, if you're a female who's young enough, then you're potentially in a pretty enviable position if you're going to get twice the time practice on the boat then um yeah you'll be quite valuable to have in your team yeah absolutely so when when do the teams get access to to the boats so then not allowed to train as a team until july next year so one at a time one can be on a team's ac40 so say say someone in New Zealand was selected that they were going to be in the, or potentially going to be in the youth or women's team or someone in the UK or wherever, the teams could invite one at a time onto the yacht. Uh, Then after that, it's for the teams which, or America's cup team countries, that's all sort of governed by the cup teams and what access they give the sailors. But then I understand there have been deposits from a couple of youth and women's teams for AC40s and by buying their own boat, they'll, that's theirs to do whatever yeah, okay. they want with. Um, yeah, so, then, it's, so those rules are only in place for the boats that are that are going to be leased or available to the teams uh, yeah, so, on, on a loan. Yeah, so then when it comes to racing time itself, there's scheduled practice sessions. So 
when it come before the Youth America's Cup, all the Cup teams, because all the Cup teams have to buy a boat, they have to sort of give the boat back to the event where the branding will be redone and there's scheduled trainings, I think five sessions for non-Cup team teams and only one for Cup team Yeah, nice. So just following on from that, Sam, you... Uh, spent a bit of time in in North America, uh, you know, after the Wasp games and things like that, and uh, you you got involved with the Sail GP Canada Weekend Foil uh, program, which we've like it's been a bit groundbreaking to be honest in in Canada that that whole program, and they they shunted you know about five hundred plus kids and adults through through the Wasps over over the summer up there. Um, just talk us through that environment because obviously it's a bit of a non traditional. Uh, sailing powerhouse country, um, similar sort of, you know, environment to Australia, New Zealand in terms of the people and things like that, but very different in terms of, um, you know, sailing. Just talk us through uh, that program quickly. Yeah. So um, Tyler Bjorn, he's the uh, representative, you could say, um, for the, the WAS and the SailGP Canadian team. Um, so I received an email from him when I was in France um, asking if I'd like to come over and um, coach and why wouldn't you want to go to Canada? Yeah, Canada? Um, yeah so went over to Vancouver um, and so it was a three-day three day camp with the weekend foil and on the first day we had oh, it, was a, it was a big breeze actually, we had like 20-25 knots and we had uh, some of the regular wash sails um, out of the West Vancouver Yacht Club um, so I talked to him out um, and it was, it was really cool. Um, over the three days, we had, you know, experienced wash sailors through to people that have never stepped foot on the boat before. Um, and everyone got foiling. And just the, the objective of it is just to build really the excitement of sailing in Canada. Because um, it is, like, in, over there, um, pilot sailing, you know, uh, hockey and those sort of sports are so dominated in, in the schools. Um, but especially with the Canadian LGP team doing so well, it's um, really building an excitement around the uh, the sailing community in Canada. Yeah, it's interesting. They've they've actually signed a signed an agreement with the governing body. So they they this is where I like, in all honesty, like, and I'm a bit of a nuffy about this, you know, professional sailing and um and sports administration side of things. But um, it's really interesting that a country a smaller market like that has gone down the path of of marrying up the professional sport uh, or the professional team or organization with their governing body and and trying to provide i guess that alternative pathway but also alternative ins- inspiration you know and we see a lot of the mainstream sports actually do that um you know in terms of they're being underpinned by a team i mean if you if you look at new zealand for example i mean the all blacks are a team but they really drive you know the the passion and the the participation you know for rugby in new zealand and things like that and you know why can't it happen with sailing um you know i think it's a i think it's a good thing i think it provides so many more opportunities you know like I wasn't good enough at sailing, but I've been able to, you know, have a job in the, in the industry, you know, Elise has forged a path, you know, with, with team New Zealand, you're off doing sailing and, and things like that. Martin's sort of done a bit of both. Um, you know, I think it's pretty cool. You know, if we can open up some more opportunities and pathways in the industry, I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Well, guys, we, we might leave it there. Um, I think we could, we could probably chat all day, um, about it, but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you guys on, uh, and 
you know, good luck with the the nationals in a couple of weeks. So I, I hope you guys have an absolute ball there, and the the weather plays the game and and everything. And uh, can't wait to to see you guys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully down in Sorrento actually in December twenty twenty three. Might have to have a big uh, big reunion, and Sam and Alicia might have to defend your titles. Yeah, that's definitely. I think that's another aspect of a class growing here is a lot of people are looking at Sorrento and how accessible you know getting to Melbourne is from here and. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people eyeing it up. Yeah, excellent. Just for everyone's benefit too that are out there listening, um, we're going to have uh, a bunch of uh, information pushed out about Sorrento around accommodation and and things like that. It's uh, it, it's actually a great time of year uh, there. If you if you look at the Airbnbs, for example, um, they're they're about fourteen fifteen thousand dollars cheaper during the period of time that the Wasp games are going to be on the, than what they are at Christmas, New Year's. So uh, we're, we're going to get the best of uh, best of everything there. And, and, and it's just going to be great. I can't wait. I've uh, been speaking to the club there. They're absolutely pumped. And, you know, the Australian fleet's ramping up and we've got plenty of interest from, from abroad. So yeah, can't wait to, to welcome our New Zealand fleet over for that. And Martin, you got anything else, mate, before we uh, shoot off? No, all good from me. I just uh, all this dreaming of warmer climate, so can't wait. <laughs> just turn the heater up, mate. You'll be right. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks heaps for that. Appreciate it. Thank Cheers, you, guys. Cheers, guys.